Hello, Morale Clubhouse. Today is April 26, and let us start with today's quote of the week from Albert Auzelai. Don't settle for what life gives you. Make life better and build something. Albert Auzelai, April 18th, Well, I actually, I kind of want to now start it by having him read it at the beginning. And I'm, I'm not to ask a lot of his time, just to bring him in and be like, hey, give us the quote of the week, and then that's how we start. We'll have to figure out how to make that happen. I'll ask him to see if he'll do it. (laughs) All right, thank you. All right, we're good. All right, we're good. good. What up, Dom? How are you doing? Good, how are you? Can't complain. It would have been nice if that weather stayed from this weekend, but what are you going to do? I hear you. I hear you. You were at the the Saturday game or Sunday game? Ah, Saturday. Saturday. Perfect. I wish they saved some runs for Sunday, but... No, no, I think, no, 21, 21 to 0 was perfect. It was, uh, perfect I'm glad tribute. they kept the shutout. Uh, I did lose my bet because I, I had uh, Hendricks to get three strikeouts, and they pulled him at 75 pitches, which uh, was a little hurtful. I don't know why they needed Newcomb to go in the eighth when they could have had him go in the ninth. But, yeah, I mean, it was, it was vintage Hendricks and that offense, man. I mean, they could do no wrong. I don't know how Saya hit that one, like, 10 feet off the plate for his RBI single. I mean, Angel Hernandez would have called it a strike, but yeah, it was yeah. Uh, it was a great game. I mean, it was probably the best, most complete game they've played in five years, maybe. I mean, they didn't do anything wrong. A perfect tribute to the king. Exactly. Perfect now tribute to the back. king. Got to bring him home. All right, kick us off. Um, you know, such a weird weekend because we got blown out uh, in terms of the series. Losing 3-1 to one is never great, but we also had one of the most enjoyable and stress-free, awesome games in, like Aaron was saying, in the past five years, uh, maybe even longer than that. I mean, what, it was the biggest, uh, biggest win or biggest win with the largest run differential since 1901, something like that, when they started keeping track of all this stuff. Uh, but obviously, the weekend as a whole didn't go as planned. It was disappointing. And, you know, I, I've been thinking about it a lot ever since last night, ever since Frank struck out and Willie struck out and everyone lost their mind. Um, kind of going back and forth between am I too uh, optimistic? Are my standards too high? Or should I just, you know, kind of go with the flow this year? And I've kind of come back to the point where – you know, these are the Cubs. These are the decisions Jed and Tom made. Um, and it's not to badmouth the players that we have, but, you know, we shouldn't be losing to the Pirates. They have like a $30 million payroll. Um, and we'll go into detail on it, you know, when everyone adds their, their take and their thoughts and everything like that. But uh, I think you got to stay true to the standard that the Chicago Cubs set going back to 2016 all throughout the competitive window, all throughout the golden era, if you want to call it that. I know I call it that. Um, but overall, uh, they got to bounce back because obviously we saw this last year, and I don't mean to be the first person to say it or to say it too early, but with that tra- uh, trade deadline looming, even though it's far away, I mean, the season gets cut. Uh, you know, you lose a third of the season with that that trade deadline out there when you're you know, in the position that the Cubs are in right now, considering all the one-year deals and the state of the team, everything like that. So 
if you want to be competitive, you got to be competitive early, and they have a really tough stretch ahead of them with, you know, 15 or so games against some of the top teams in baseball. So we'll see what happens. I'm pulling for them. I think there's a lot of positives, and I think there's obviously things that have to improve if we're going to be competitive and we're going to be watching, you know, exciting games on a consistent basis. So we'll see how it goes, but um, it's definitely, you know, there's got to be a big step forward, especially with the pitching staff uh, over these next two weeks. All right. I want to, there's so many things to go through. I want to start on more of a positive note and go into more of Saturday. Yeah. Which I, I had a feeling that Saturday was like a fake day. Like one of those like dream world where nothing makes sense and everything makes sense. Yeah. Like, 21-0, shutout, 21 runs, 75 sunny, wind blowing out. I shot one ton on the golf course. I think you'd be proud. <laughs> um, and then the first baseman's at Murphy's having a lesson. Yeah, light. No, like, it was just beautiful. It, it was like a movie. Yeah, it was like, no, what's it's, happening? It's what, it's, Chicago, it's what Chicago Cubs baseball is all about. That 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 is why people show up. That's why you're fans. Again, I know you're not going to win 20-0 to every single game, but it's that atmosphere that vibe, that camaraderie, everything that comes with it is exactly why you're a Chicago Cubs fan or why your parents were a Chicago Cubs fan or why your grandparents were a Chicago Cubs fan and generation after generation that stayed within your family. Um, it was absolutely incredible. It was a great day. One of the most, uh, you know, I, I haven't had as much fun watching a game. I wasn't at the game, but just watching a game since, you know, 2016. It was awesome. And... I mean that is why you're a Cubs fan. The Cubs could have won five to zero, and I feel like the, I feel like we would have felt uh, a similar fashion. That's something that is attainable, right? Something that is can actually happen with a good team. Think back to 15 and 16, and even parts of 17 and 18, where they were just bashing people's heads in on you know Saturday afternoons in the greatest city on earth at the Federal Landmark. It's you know something that no other team has, and uh, no other franchise and fan base gets to experience on a consistent basis so it was awesome i appreciate you starting on a high note and it's something i mean i'm assuming it's going to be the theme not only of today's uh you know twitter space but also in the future of like that is what you are hoping for that's what you're rooting for that's why you're you know watching every single game because you want to feel those types of moments again as a fan and it's definitely attainable, and I think that's why you got to hold the Cubs to a higher standard than just, you know, well, you know, they're 15th in payroll, they're not good enough, all right, so be it. I mean, I think there's I think there's a higher expectation to be set. I think there's a higher standard to live by, especially when you're a Cubs fan post-2016 and all the wins that they had in the golden era. It was, it was one of those days that meant nothing in the scheme of the season, but – for all fans, especially like Aaron, who's at the game, it's like one that will always be remembered for just how ridiculous it was. Like you won't forget the day they won ridiculous 21-0 and on a awesome. sunny April day. Ridiculous and awesome. Pete place was packed. People were fired up. Beautiful day. Wind blowing out. You can see the lake if you're sitting in the, you know, upper deck. It's just a beautiful scene. It's the greatest scene in baseball. It's one of the greatest scenes in professional sports. Um and man, I, I again, I just keep going back to that. That's why, that's why the standard has to be higher. That's and I know it's not going to happen every time, but you can win six zero, you can win eight zero, you can win ten zero. Like those things happen, and they used to happen. And that's why the Cubs should always be held to the highest standard. That's why we should be looking 
up to nobody and we should be looking down to everyone because of uh you know what this organization has and what this organization can be i just want to start off with that give that a highlight because i was getting so frustrated watching all the twitter gms talk about well it doesn't matter we lost a series yada, yada. i get that but that was a core memory for cubs 21-0 on a sunny day we need to make sure we remember that don't let it go absolutely I totally that's agree. why i want to start with that one i totally agree uh going to the next day Bednar with the fuck him handshake line. <laughs> yeah. He's on the list now. I respect no. it. I respect the hell out of it because it's like a Joakim Noah, Bobby Portis move. Yeah. I want my guys to do that too. Yeah, I'm not I'm not mad that he did it. I'm not mad that he did it. It's just gonna come back to bite him in the end. And I've been I've been kind of tame because I have uh I know well, mutual friends, let's just say with the guy, and I'm trying to be, you know, a little tame because I just don't wanna totally light him up. But you're right. I mean he had if you're a closer in Major League Baseball, you should have that mentality. That's fine. It will come back to bite him, just like it happened to Amir Garrett and so you know all, all the other guys. But um, yeah, I mean that that ninth inning uh, was tough, but it's not going to be the last time it happens. I mean, Bednar's a good pitcher. He's throwing 99 at the top of the zone with a probably really good spin rate. I don't know the numbers on it. Four seam fastball. Um, Willie swings at a pitch that almost hit him. And then Frank just swings through whatever three fastballs. Uh, again, could have hit them, should have hit them, what have you. We're going to be in that position again. Those guys will succeed again. Those guys will fail again. Uh, I think the bigger story, if you're looking at the weekend, or that day in particular, that inning in particular, is number one. Guys, if you want to rip on Wilson Contreras and you want to say Wilson Contreras shouldn't be here in the long term, that's fine. But don't use that specific moment, that specific at bat for your reasoning, for your support, uh, for your for that specific argument. Because if you look at the numbers, he's been the second best hitter on the team. It's a top five catcher. I albeit I know it's one month into a season, but he started off really well. He's hitting the ball hard, he's hitting the ball well. He's not striking out as much as he has in the past. And I want to Again, I know I can't change the way people think, but I think people should really challenge their thinking of, I don't want to mortgage the future because we have to pay for Wilson Contreras. Well, guys, guess what? If you want to be good, you're going to mortgage the future. You're going to need 25, 26, 27, 28, 29 guys to win. And I know the Pirates have a $30 million payroll, and I know they just beat us three or four games. But, folks, if you want to be good again, you're going to have to get some guys and you're going to need a lot of guys. And if you want those guys, you're going to need to pay those guys. That's just how it works. And I I just sit back and say, well, you really don't want a guy who's going to be a top five catcher. who's going to be a top six, seven catcher in the league. And he's proven that he can be that. And you'd rather be what the Tampa Bay Rays, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the, you know, Cincinnati Reds, the Oakland A's who don't invest in, you know, they're in the back half of major league payrolls. It's absolutely ridiculous. People need to understand where the Cubs stand from an economic standpoint and stop trying to act like saving now is going to help in the future. It's not. Again, the saving now simply goes to the owner's pocket. It simply goes to an effort to try to buy Chelsea FC or put in a sports book on the corner of Addison or uh, whatever other uh, real estate venture that the Ricketts family is trying to go forward with. It doesn't have to do with all right, well, if we save now, we can spend more later. If we save now, we'll be in a better chance later. It doesn't totally work that way. If you're going to win, you're going to have to spend. 
And if you don't like spending, then go root for the Pirates. Go root for the Reds. Go root for any other small market team that doesn't have the you know capacity, the financial capacity to pay for these guys. Or else you're just going to be watching a team that's kind of meddling, you know, that's going to try to compete for a division but can't really go for it. Go look at the top teams right now. Go look at the Mets. Go look at the Dodgers. Go look at the teams that are actually spending and competing. Um, and that's how it works. I mean, that's just the reality of it. And if Wilson Contreras can be here for a long-term deal, that's reasonable. I agree, reasonable. But you still have to pay a little bit for him. Then so be it because you need goddamn players to win a goddamn championship. That's just a fact. And the fact that Cubs fans don't see it that way and they're like, oh, man, we can't have this Wilson Contreras guy because he strikes out in the ninth, even though he's a top-five catcher in the league, is absolutely insane. So that's something the Cubs fans have to figure out. Something that, you know, people need to really look at the landscape of what's going on in Major League Baseball. And look at critically, I know many have in the past, but look at critically that the Cubs are 15th in payroll and they're maxing out the federal landmark and they have all these ad deals and revenue, you know, out the wazoo. And we're out here, you know, meddling with the 15th the 15th overall payroll. It's ridiculous and it should not ever be uh, accepted when you're a Cubs fan now and moving forward. I know on the Willie talks for you, your big gripe is with the payroll and signing him and all that. But recently for me, it's been in whatever this flip switch with the season where the Cubs Twitter GM accounts that are just kind of like are ready to say see you to this guy after being the heart and soul of this team. It's crazy. And ready to drop him in a, a bounce back year. I mean, this is a guy one. I mean, we've been rooting. I don't know how we flipped on him so quickly. I understand it was, you want him to perform better or you want more efficiency out of him, whatever. But as you said, the numbers prove that he's being there. He's He's been a good player this year. And also, it's three weeks in the season. God forbid he was hitting under 100. Give him some time. He, this guy's been here and he's proved it. it it's just it, – it's crazy. It's just crazy. I, I think it comes down to everyone would rather have the hope of something – new in the future compared to locking down or paying the guy that you've had and you know what you're going to get. And you, and, and you know, Wilson's not probably not going to win an MVP and you know, he's not going to be probably not going to be a hall of fame or anything like that. And you'd say, well, then he's not worth it. I'd rather have Jan Gomes. It's the whole back in, you know, 2017 and 18, like David Bodie versus Chris Bryant, right? When David Bodie got off to that hot start, it's, it's crazy. And I, I will always, if we learned anything from the golden era of Cubs baseball, the, the, the core four, the, you know, the championship in 2016, if we learned anything from that time, that seven-year stretch, you would be able to come to the conclusion and say, we need a whole lot of players to win. It's not just the best nine. Hand up. I know I'm the one who preached the best nine. It's not just five starters. It's not just one closer and one setup guy. It is 30 35 plus guys that can fill in for 162 games and produce. And the more good players you have, the better off you're going to be. It's still a crapshoot in the end. It's still crazy. Guys are going to get hurt. Guys are going to play poorly, but you need to have good players. And if you have a player like Wilson Contreras, who's the heart and soul of the organization and you can get him on a reasonable deal and you can, you know, give him something that he feels respected by, and that can help the organization, then do it. But if the Cubs aren't going to, you know, uh, get involved or talk to him, and then everyone's just going to write him off when he 
you know, strikes out in the ninth inning, it's just really short-sighted and it's really naive when just looking at the grand scheme of, you know, being a baseball fan and how these organizations work. I, it's just like, where's the loyalty? Everybody's acting like they're Billy Bean and knows how to manipulate these players to make it a perfect roster. It's just frustrating. But it's not, not even, it's not even loyalty, but it's just, it's just not understanding that there's always going to be sunk costs when you are winning. Jason Hayward, I, I know everyone's out here. Jason Hayward, we wouldn't have won with that Jason Hayward speech in 2016. Everyone knows I disagree with that, but I still want Jason I still want Jason Hayward there in that moment because maybe we don't win. Who knows? But at least we got the championship. I'm not justifying Jason Hayward's contract. I'm just saying there will be more Jason Haywards in the future. And if you're not willing to take a chance, if you're not willing to invest, then you're going to be the Reds, the Pirates, the Rays. Even though they've been to the World Series and they've been successful, they still haven't made it to the top. The uh, Oakland A's, teams like that. And it, it's crazy that fans don't see it that way. And hopefully they do when you have a team that's not winning. Two more things that we're opening up the space here for everybody. Thick Poppies are the first one on. We'll bring you on in a couple minutes. Uh, first one, I think people need a refresher on what it means to be a morale athlete. And two, going back to loyalty again, Fred. People are saying you're a clingy ex-boyfriend posting all these <laughs> Cubs greats oh, yeah. in oh. their highlights. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, man, folks, if you don't like me cheering on Kyle Schwarber, first morale athlete of all time, first guy that actually took me seriously uh, on Twitter and, you know, teamed up and did, you know, the, the fundraiser we did with him and raised thousands of dollars for his Neighborhood Heroes Foundation or plenty of the other guys that I'm, I'm going to support for life and have given us great memories for our favorite baseball team in the world, winning a World Series in 2016, then log off. I, I don't know what to tell or unfollow. I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to root for these guys for life the same way that I'm going to root for Sammy Sosa coming back as a federal landmark. It's just going to happen. There, there's no other way around it. This is why you're a Cubs fan. This is why I'm a Cubs fan. Sammy Sosa, Mark Grace, Fred McGriff. I mean, Mark Pryor, all the Greg Maddox, all these types of guys, right? And I, I just – these guys that were just with the team, we're going to be saying the same thing about them years to come and in the future. You're going to be looking back at those years and being like, man, those are the best years of my life. Those are the best years of my sporting fandom's life. And, of course, I'm not going to betray those guys. Of course I want them to do well, even if Anthony Rizzo picked the Yankees, even if Javi picked the Tigers, even if Chris Bryant – wanted to move away from Chicago and went with the Rockies. I'm still going to support these guys. And if you have a problem with it, it's not me being clingy. It's just the fact that, hey, this is a Twitter account, and I'm going to post, and I'm going to you know, celebrate these guys for what they've done, and I hope they have fantastic careers. And I'm not a fan that's going to say, hey, you're out, you're gone, I don't care about you anymore. I still hope these guys do well, especially the morale athletes. Kyle Schwarber, I mean – that, that's deep in the heart for me. That's deep in the heart for me. He's, he's a morale athlete. He's my guy. And uh, I hope he hits 6 million tanks this year. If you don't smile when you when a video of Rizzo going deep comes on your Twitter feed on, or if Schwarber just letting one loose uh, goes viral, you don't smile, then you're just a wet blanket. Exactly. I mean, Get off you, Twitter. Get off Twitter. You're, you're, what are you doing on yeah, there? Yeah, you're not meant to be on it. You're not meant to be on it. Not every last one. Um, we know you have a couple of jobs right now, but you're looking for a new one, maybe helping out with uh, attendance at oh, Wrigley yeah. Field. 
no, yeah. I mean, if you if you're fighting at the federal landmark, if you're if you're fist the cuffs at the federal landmark in the bleachers, uh, you should be you should be suspended. I I was going to say banned, but I think everyone should get a second chance. You should at least be suspended. And I want to be the person that sits at the bottom of the stadium, the bottom of the federal landmark, in the bowels of that, uh, in the bowels of Wrigley Field, and and tell these people that you are being suspended and essentially serve them. I'm not trying to gatekeep at all. I'm not trying to say you can't be a fan, but I there, there has to be the process and the uh, dissertation that is given to these people and, and telling them why you should not be fighting the how the hallowed grounds. The, the fact that it is a federal landmark, th- those things should be communicated very, very clearly with these people that, that feel it's necessary to fly down 10 flights of bleachers uh, just because you're in an argument with a with a you know peer or buddy, whatever it may be. That stuff needs to be communicated very, very clearly, and they should be suspended for a good amount of time until they're welcomed back. All right, everyone, if you're not familiar, we open this up to conversation now. Anybody can join in, be a speaker, uh, add your two cents, have a question. Big Poppy's first one on. How's it going? Look, guys, um, look, I just want to say, Dom, God bless you and your family. God bless the family. God bless the federal landmark. Look, um, I kind of want to shift gears a little bit and talk about the current season, just what we've seen so far. Yep. I want to know your guys' thoughts on uh, David Ross and the whole lineup kind of shifting and just like, you know, I'm not, I don't want to act like I'm a Twitter GM and I'm like an expert because if I was, I'd be in the MLB doing stuff, but I'm not. Um, what do you guys just think about, you know, like having guys that go in a game and hit four or five tanks and then don't play the next game and stuff like that? You know, yeah, I, I want to hear I you guys' thoughts. With that. I have a problem with that. I have no problem with platooning. I have no problem with playing a matchup, but I do have a problem with sitting a hot hand. And I'm not saying you should ride a hot hand forever, but there is the human element of knowing that you have some sense of security if you're playing well. Or if you do bad, you know you're going to get back in the lineup and you're going to have a chance. It's the, rea- it's the reality of what a manager has to do. They have to balance the human element with the statistical, uh, analytical side of things. And I think you know, if you want to look at, I think Joe Madden was pretty good at that. Granted, I gave Joe Madden a lot of heat for batting Alvaro Almora, you know, lead off for an entire season when he when he wasn't getting it done. But yeah, I totally agree. I really don't have problems with David Ross and what he's doing, albeit I think Jason Hayward's getting a little too much time. But Jason Hayward is playing all right. Uh, I know a lot of people were uh, clamoring for Rivas getting more at bats. I don't know if I can sit uh, at the top step and uh you know get on top of my soapbox and say that alfonso rivas needs to play a little bit more for the chicago cubs but at the same time i totally hear what you're saying if you got a guy who's riding it if you got a guy who's feeling it then ride that ride that hot hand until it goes cold especially now i mean we've been talking about it like this is the this is the year to see what guys can do like if you want to platoon platoon but if you're really going to platoon you better expect to win because we're not giving guys a whole lot of chances and if we're going to be you know this 15 uh you know 15th overall in payroll well then then why aren't we seeing some guys with more talent or really seeing the promise uh that you all are hoping is going to come from a few of these guys because if that's not the case then we should just went all in and try to win this year we should try to we should have spent more money we should have spent more money on a rotation we should have spent more money on a pitching staff um 
because if you're if you're not going to play these young guys, if you're not, and granted, I know Clint Frazier has appendicitis, but if you're not going to play some of these guys, then I don't really know what you're doing. If you're not giving them the chance to fail and give them the chance to succeed and then do it the next day and the next day, then I don't really know what to say. So I, I'm going to leave my uh, criticisms uh, at bay right now because I want to see how it totally plays out. I want to see how the numbers play out. I want to see how the play appearances play out. Uh, by the time we get to the trade deadline. Um, but we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm hoping guys get longer leashes, guys that we haven't seen, guys that are getting a second chance, guys that are getting a first opportunity. Uh, I, I think it's there for them. And I think if we do do that, it's not. I don't think we're missing a whole lot by not platooning as much and going through that whole ordeal. Gotcha. Okay, then one more. What do what are we what are we thinking right now about Ortega DH or just the DH situation in general? I I, I want Clint to come back. I want Clint to come back, and I want him to get some opportunities. That's kind of where I stand. I I think you know Ortega fine. He hit right-handed pitchers really well. Then he's got to show he can hit right-handed pitching, right? I mean he 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 had this breakout year, if you want to call him call it that last year but he's a journeyman minor league you know uh fifth sixth outfielder guy in an organization and i again like that's fine if you're gonna do that but you you also need to know that you're limiting the potential or the opportunities for other guys like michael hermosillo and maybe guys aren't super high on michael hermosillo but give him a couple weeks consistently to see what he can do right like i i don't know what if we're not trying to win if we're not thinking we can win a world series if we're just trying to you know, play our way into a wild card game in October, then I, I don't know why we aren't taking that opportunity right now. Um, so we'll see. Maybe may, maybe that uh, opportunity presents itself in the next month. Uh, but I hope it does present itself because I think the Cubs need to use this time wisely and it shouldn't just be a throwaway year. You got to get the, the uh, looks for these guys. You need to get some numbers for these guys, the data for these guys, all this type of stuff. You got to see them fail. You got to see them succeed. Uh, so we can really see what we're going to do in 2023, uh, because I think every Cubs fan would say, you know, after if, it, if it's not if we're not in the playoffs next year, if we're not competing for the playoffs next year, if we're 15th in payroll next year, then we have some issues. We have some issues. And that, I'm not going to stand for that at all. And I don't think other Cubs fans are going to st- stand for that at all. Thanks, guys. Go Cubs. God bless. You got it. God bless you and your family. All right, anyone next up want to join, just click request. We have a couple of write-ins right now. Fred, we got one from Splooge McDuck. Do you ever see Keegan moving into a starter role like he was for a bit last year, or has he found his niche as a long reliever? I don't want to sound I don't I don't want to seem like I'm outsmarting or, you know, trying to be too uh cute with my answer here, but I do kind of see him fitting this niche for the future. I, I do. I, I'm not saying he can't start. I'm not saying I don't think he should start. But I think the Cubs are trying to find a long guy, a guy, kind of what we were saying, that can platoon, can split up a game with a starting pitcher, uh, can show a different look based upon the starting pitcher for that day. And I think – for a pitcher, because pitchers are so creatures of habit, all baseball players are, but specifically pitchers, I think them trying to groom a player into that role is going to make a big difference for when the Cubs are really trying to win and really trying to compete and really trying to put their you know foot down on the pedal. 
Um, so I can see this being his role, and I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, acts as this long man, if he acts as this shut-down three- or four-inning guy uh, for the rest of the season. And I wouldn't be someone that's going to really argue against it because it is valuable. He's been the Cubs' best pitcher. And if he's pitching enough innings and if he's getting enough appearances in really big spots, then I can't really argue against that. I mean, we've seen other organizations go with the opener. We've seen other organizations split up games before as well. Uh, So I can't really say that it's the wrong way to go about it. Biggest thing is, though, the Cubs need to pitch better at the beginning of games. I mean, they they have to. We need Marcus Stroman to get hit his stride. Kyle Hendricks, you know, having that big game on Saturday was huge. Smiley's been okay. Uh, you know, Justin has to have some better starts. He'd be the first one to tell you that. Uh, and and then you know, Mark Leiter Jr. It's not going to cut it. So yeah, we we really need to pitch a lot better. And if we do pitch better, we have a chance. But we, we really are going to be behind the eight ball, just like Jed said over the offseason. If we can't pitch at the beginning of games, we don't have a chance. I trust Tommy Hadeby to figure out the bullpen. He's been doing it for years. I say it every week. But we need to figure out the starting rotation. We need And we need our big guys to get it done. We need, we need Marcus Stroman to get it done. We need Kyle Hendricks to continue on a run and, you know, get on a hot, hot run moving forward to give this team a chance. And I think if we can get starting pitching, I think we do have a chance to be competitive. We have a chance to be competitive in the NL Central and see what can happen. Next write-in comes from Brandon2000. Can I pay for expedited shipping? Our guy. You know the answer, Brandon. (laughs) Save it forever. Uh, On that note, though, (laughs) all the opening day release stuff is – set to ship by the end of this week uh we don't really do expedited shipping unless we can somehow i don't know get it done for you if you got some heartbreaking story we'll try to figure out how to make it work but everything is shipping out standard by the end of this week um that will answer that question um another note um from our sponsors here from the morale blend wake up and smell morale um i think we got to start doing this little morale blend segment, what's in the blend. And it makes sense to start off with the assistant to the director and they start to the season. Having a great start to the season. Uh, I talked about that first week, those first couple games, him either laying off or fouling off really tough pitches at the top of the zone. Uh, He's making adjustments from the right side. I know that I am the most unbiased person for this conversation on Ian Happ, but I think it's his year. I think he can put it together. He's always kind of started slow, and I think if he can get off to a hot start and continue on this run, once we start, once we see the homers start to come, which we know he can do, I really think he can put a big season together. And going back to what I was saying with Wilson Contreras, folks, we need players to win. You need multiple players to win, and if you're going to platoon guys, that's fine, but you're going to be even better if you're platooning with better players, and there's no better guy than Ian Happ to do that. Versatile uh, team guy, like, you know, getting better. He's been through the bad parts. He, he's faced adversity. He's, he's gone through hell and back in terms of, you know, his relation. I, well, I don't want to say too much of that, but his relationship with the fan base at times, everyone wants to ride him out of town. Um 
he's a guy that I'm, I'm really looking forward to having a great 2022. And I'm really excited that he's got off to the start that he has and that he's doing it in a different way than he's done in the past. I mean, he's always known to be the big strikeout, um, you know, power type guy, the guy that can, you know, he's like the microwave. Uh, he's, he's like the Kobe white microwave man, uh, from a basketball standpoint, you can get really hot and he can get cold. He'd be the first one to say that. Um, but I'm looking forward for him to put, put a whole season together and silence some of the, the doubters and the, the critics who've been talking about his game for a while. And I'm just super happy that, you know, he can have continue to have good weekends. He had the first home run yesterday and hopefully he can continue that going because a, a good Ian Happ, a solid Ian Happ, uh, can really help out this team, not only this year, but for, you know, multiple years to come. Cause he's proven that over his course of his Cubs career. That was brought to you by the Morale Blend by Connect Roasters. In all seriousness, if you haven't tried it, it's a great medium dark roast coffee. Great way to start your day. A cup of morale. No better way to start your day. No better way. Um, something that blend. All right, moving back into the write-ins. It seems like people really like to write in more than to uh, come in as a speaker. So i got a couple more for you. From Skyler, this one. Thoughts on Strowman so far and what you're looking for in a start tomorrow? It. Big start tomorrow. I mean, again, um, I'm I'm here to support Marcus Stroman. I'm super fired up that he's a Cub. Um, I want him. Again, he. I'm not going to tell him how to you know play his game and go about his career, but I want him to be himself because I know he he's a guy that's really all about hype and he's going to hype everything up and he's going to get people excited. Like his first start at the Federal Landmark, right? getting everyone on their feet as he's walking out of the bullpen to, you know, make his first pitch in a Chicago Cubs uniform. I want him to be um, comfortable. I want him to be confident. I want him to have that swagger where he's doing the, you know, a uh, little hop or whatever, skipping a jump off the mound after he, after he strikes someone out. I don't want him to uh, stop that because I think that's something that really fuels him and gets him going. So um, I'm looking forward for him to be, you know, that, uh, outspoken that confident that kind of dog out there that's gonna you know get the job done and and lead a staff I'm not saying he's an ace I'm not saying he's the best pitcher in the world but I think he's a guy that he can bring he can carry a lot of people with him just by his mentality and his work ethic and his demeanor and his again his confidence Um, so I'm looking forward for that to come back uh I know Hadavi said he was kind of out of sorts in terms of his mechanics. I'm not going into detail on that or even know what he's specifically referring to. But, again, pitchers go in these funks or, you know, get off to a slow start with a new team. And I hope that can uh, kind of switch quickly so he can, you know, become the pitcher that we all think he can be, a, a solid, you know, maybe 1B, number 2 guy, whatever you want to call it, uh, behind Hendricks and uh, get a lot of ground balls, get a lot of outs and, get everyone fired up to watch Cubs baseball and watch a starter that's going to go out and shove because he's done it for a long time. One more question about pitching, and then we'll go to uh, Fell, who's up next. Last write-ins from Tormented Lawboy. Uh, back to Keegan. Do you think we're going to see him start this year? Uh, quote, I understand why he's in the pen, but seems like he deserves a chance to start. I I think he will start a game, but I think he will stay in this role in the long term. I could be totally wrong, but I can see him staying in this role. I think they, I think they have other pitchers coming down the pike that that they think would be better starters, 
And if you find a niche for a player and he can succeed in that role that can really help the team and, you know, pitch critical innings, then there's no reason why you would take him out of that. And, and I, I personally like his role with Chicago Cubs right now, and I'm not really looking for him to change. It only only if we really need him to change and we need a starter uh, if we're desperate. But we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. I do think he'll start one, but I think this is a good role for him. All right, Phil, how's it going? How are we doing? Doing Fred, good. How are you? Right. I'm doing well, yeah. sir. Good to talk to you. Hey, you mentioned about being competitive in 22, and I think just as a as a lay fan, I I would agree. I don't want to, you know, just go to a rebuild for multiple years. I think you've made the the point accurately. You know, just where the franchise stands, and you know, the, it shouldn't necessarily have to be that. But here we are, nonetheless. Like, what do you what do you think we need to see for let's say the next 15 to 30 games? Whether that's record, whether that's just showing something where you still, I guess, aim to be competitive in 22, or what's that, I guess, fall-off line where they kind of see the writing on the wall and, and maybe they're looking yeah, to slip. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't think you can have – I don't think you can go 30 games ahead and have a, a record under 500. I think you need to be within, you know, three or four games at the top of the division, and I think you need to have some big wins and prove that you can – you know, kind of hang around in August and September and maybe back your way or, you know, fight your way into a, into a wild card spot. Um, I think that's something worth playing for. I think that's something worth watching. I think that's something worth cheering for. Um, what I get nervous about is the fact that, and we saw it last year, there is that very real trade deadline where, again, we, we saw last year, right? Like June was fantastic. We won that series against the Cardinals at home and we were on, I was on top of the world. We were all on top of the world. And then it obviously flipped really quickly. And I would not want to be in a situation where that whole thing starts early because I don't think we have the names and the cachet to really warrant, um, you know, trying to not only add, but try to just stay put because I think if it's, if we find ourselves in a situation where it's May 25th and we're five games below 500 and we're seven or eight games out of first place, now you're starting to look at, all right, Marcus Stroman for two years and whatever it is, 50 million, that's a perfect trade candidate or Kyle Hendricks or, uh, you know, who, who, you know, you name the guy. I mean, I'm not going to say, say Suzuki, but if he's mashing, like, yeah, I, I think I think, of course, the Cubs would be like name. You know, give give us a good offer. I think everyone's on the table. Uh, if you can trade Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, all those guys, then you can trade everyone on this roster. You know, so that that that's kind of what I'm looking for. I, I want to see some type of competition, and it's not that I'm trying to be a meatball fan in April to say that we have to win every single game. It's just the reality. If if we're not in it, then everybody's on the table, even the new guys. Everyone's on the table, and this could look a lot worse and worse than what it did last year in terms of a talent standpoint after the trade deadline. Thanks, man. You got it. Thanks again. One thing on Seiya, um, as you brought him up, he has turned into – he's not just mashing the ball now. He's get, just getting the ball in play. He's moving the ball, RBIs. Yeah. I, I'm personally a little bit 
I love to see the RBIs. I want to see those home runs. I want to see him. I want to see yeah, him going did, over, out of the park. I want to say see ya. But I, I, I love his production. He, I love yeah. how he's he's performing in any way we need him. We need to see a really bad. And uh, I just want to scream at the top of my lungs, lungs. But if he can get the job done and he's going to continue to be successful, then I'm not going to sit here and, you know, criticize the guy for doing so. Um, you know, what a great story. He's been one, one of the best players in the game. I love – I agree. I love the fact that he's putting the ball in play and it's not like a home run or bust type mentality early on. You see that a lot with younger players. Uh, it seems like he's pretty consistent. And he also kind of went through that little uh, tough stretch for a couple games there and then came out of it. And I know he went one for five yesterday, but, you know, um, super, super thrilled and excited for what he's done so far. And I, ju- I just don't want to see the Cubs be in a situation where they're selling everybody off and everyone – and, and I think it's to be very, you know, reasonable to say, well, then why can't say be sold off? I, I think it's very reasonable. I don't want to paint that picture now, but it's why these games are so important. It's why you can't lose three out of four of the Pirates at home. Just can't do it. Yeah, I just think it's impressive how well he's performed under the microscope of he's a rookie, but also kind of more of like a free agent, a little older, and everybody's expecting a lot. And like you said, he had a couple down days and, he still continues to show up. It doesn't seem to be too big for him. So yeah, that I mean, seems to be really encouraging. Think about all the pressure he has at home, uh, Japanese media. I mean, I mean, it, it goes beyond just, you know, your average Chicago Cubs fan that, you know, follows, you know, local Chicago sports. Like this is, this is an international thing and he's dealing with a lot of pressure. He's dealing with the pressure just to, I mean, I don't mean to say it like this, but to not be, uh, what everyone compares him to, which is like Fukudome or, you know, any other Japanese star that's come over here. I mean, that's that's pressure that I don't think we even think about as Americans or, you know, someone that lives here and has grown up here. Like, he, he he's probably – Kosuke Fukudome might have been one of his favorite players growing up. And, uh, and, and if he knows the history of how Kosuke did here, I think, uh, you know, it was like a so-so time with really big moments but underwhelming moments as well. Uh, so there's that pressure that he's dealing with. And I'm, again, I'm just super happy and proud of how he's handled it. It seems like everyone loves him in the clubhouse. And uh, those are the type of guys you need if you want to be good. You need a lot of those guys if you want to be good. All right, heading into this week, um, obviously a tough weekend overall um, in the past week with, with the record. But what's your outlook going into this one? I, it's got to be better than 500. It's got to be better. Than, I mean, again, I don't mean to set expectations too high, but if we're gonna if we're gonna compete and we're gonna keep this roster together for the entire season, or try to make you know some type of step forward with this team, it's got to be five hundred or better. It's, it's a tough series. Biggest thing is though, we're going back to Milwaukee to pay the bills. Milwaukee obviously has our number right now, and uh, on or Wisconsin has our number right now on many fronts. Uh, considering how abysmal the Bulls have looked the last two games at home. Um, you know, we, we need to show out to Milwaukee. We got to pay the bills. We got to make sure the lights are on. We got to make sure everyone gets in. All the Milwaukee locals get in with their subway tickets uh, and their uh, gas station receipts. Um, and I, you know, I'm just looking to fill Wrigley North, and, and it would just be awesome to get a sweep there or a series win there. Uh, you know, improve that Christian Yelich, who, by the way, is hitting 196 right now. If you if you watch the game last night uh, on Sunday Night Baseball, 196, he have, hasn't been the same since the bad news curse. But that's here nor there. We'll talk about that more over the weekend. 
Uh, but just paying the bills at Wrigley North uh, is going to be awesome. And hopefully they can, you know, finish it off with a big sweep or series win to get us rolling into, uh, obviously, uh, two games against the White Sox next week. Maybe Yelich can one day meet you at Olive Garden for a dinner, put on the bad news shirt. And who are you taking to Olive Garden this week? Nico Horner. Four hits over the weekend. Uh, uh, 28th overall in war in the major leagues. Uh, really stepped up his game. We were talking about that two weeks ago, that he needed to start off hot because of some of the pressure he's under. He's playing great at short. He's doing the job. He's He's the player. He's currently the player that we would all hoped he would be. A uh, guy that can put the ball in play, hit for a little power, incredibly fast, versatile around the bases, versatile in the field, uh, and then obviously hold down short. I mean, that's that's not an easy position to do it at, uh, and he's doing it really well. So Nico Horner, for sure, super happy for him. He's kind of been through ups and downs, uh, whether it be you know his first start. Uh, San Diego years ago and then the injuries and the poor performance and then you know all, all sorts of stuff so this is kind of the year that I hope he can get everything back on track and really show what he can do and put a whole season together and you know that starts with starting off strong and if he can do that and carry this into May and June um, really excited for what the future holds for him and uh, he's a huge piece for what the Cubs are doing moving forward not just 22 not just 23, 24, 25, 26. He's going to last just because of the way he plays. I mean, he can stay healthy. Uh, he's really going to help this team out in a multitude of reasons moving forward. Cheers to Nico, this week's Olive Garden player, this week's Olive Garden date. Um, a few things uh, before we you take us out into this week. Um we have started delivering these reprints of not leaving, which I think like most people didn't even realize we were doing, but if you bought one last fall, you're getting another one bonus shirt coming in this week. Comfort colors. That'll be nice. Pretty timely too, with how bad the Cubs um, playing recently record wise. Yep. So not leaving there, smoking bear coming to you this week. Um, the new release, the opening day release shipping into this week. Keep your eyes open for that one. Um, no, we can't pay for expedited shipping unless you break our hearts with some story you have for us. Um, and then keep your eyes peeled for new releases. As we said, we always got new timely things coming out. Not sure the exact date of the next one, but we are pretty close on getting that one out. Really excited for that one as well. Um, anything to add there, Fred? No, I just want I just want the Cubs to win. <laughs> That's it. Take when us the out. Cubs win, everything's better. When the Cubs win, everything's better. Is that all for this week? Just big weekend. Stick with the guys. Stick with Wilson Contreras. Don't write them off too early. Heart and soul of the organization. If you don't want them around, then fine. If you don't want to pay him, then fine. But just give him his due. Give him his respect. Give him the, uh, you know, um, just give him the respect that he's having a good start to the year. And even if he does strike out against Bednar in the ninth inning with guys on whatever second or third or first and second, Whatever. Give him the respect, man. He's been here for a while, and this very well could be the last couple of months he's a Chicago Cub. Um, and I, 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 everyone's always asking me, do I want him back? Do I want him back? Do I want him here? Of course, I, of course I want him here, but more importantly, I want him to put his best foot forward for his own sake um, 
because I'm super thankful for everything he's done for this organization. So stick with Willie. Stick with these guys. If you want to get mad, get mad at Jed. Get mad at Tom Ricketts. Get mad at the Ricketts family, the business office, those types of people who have put the Cubs in the situation that we're in right now. It's not the players, man. They're grinding. They want to win too. Um, but our hands are kind of tied when we're 15th in payroll. So keep that in mind. Keep that. Keep keep the thought in mind that the Cubs are one of the most wealthy organizations in the world, um, and we shouldn't be going through this right now. So if you're going to get pissed, get pissed at that. Don't get pissed at Wilson Contreras. Don't badmouth Wilson Contreras. Don't say Wilson Contreras is greedy for wanting $100 million. It's not about that. Those guys have earned it. Those guys have given us the you know opportunity to cheer about Cubs baseball, and hopefully – Wilson and the rest of the guys can do that this week, and uh, you know we get up, we get back uh, in the win column, and we we start to win a couple series in a row and get things on the right track. That's all I got. Thanks again for being here. God bless you and your family. Cubs in four, facing the Braves tomorrow, and I can't wait for Sia or say to hit an absolute tank and everyone screams Sia at the top of their lungs. Stick with Willie and stick with the Bulls, best Bulls team we've had in a while. <laughs> see You're it right. out. They might get, right. they might lose by 50, but see it out. You're right. Enjoy You're it. Right. Thanks, everybody. God bless you and your family. Cubs and four.